0: A.G. Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to
1: anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Hey, folks. Welcome into the 124th edition of the TFS pod, May 15th, 2023. It's PGA Championship Week, uh, Oak Hill, Rochester, New York. Uh, last time I was there was 2013. Um, this will be the seventh major it's held. Looking forward to talking about that later in the pod. Um, NBA playoffs, we're down to four. No one really cares. NHL playoffs, we're down to four. Tempting, tempting to talk about, but we don't know too much about hockey, but uh, it's just fun to watch in the playoffs. Um, baseball, swing of things. NBA draft combine going on right now. The lotteries tomorrow night. Fingers crossed the Pistons get the Number one pick, so they can get Wimby, um, seven five center. If people don't know, that's got guard skills. Um, that'd be awesome. Probably won't get it. Get the number one pick though. They have a fourteen percent chance at winning the lottery. So we shall see. Um, reminder: This is uh, the first, the last pod until um, probably May 29th or thirtieth, as we'll be gone next week in Hilton Head, um, going down there, taking a little, doing a little R and R. We'll play a little golf, have a few courses to review. Um, and eat some damn good food and hopefully get burnt and look like lobsters. So, um, we'll get to the podium here, as always. I'll go first. Um, NBA coaching nonsense. Um, if you haven't been following along, uh, Mike Budenholzer, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, fired uh, last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember which one. Um, they won the NBA Finals two years ago, and they were the number one seed this year, lost to the Heat, who are now in that um Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. Monty Williams, coach of the Suns, fired um, by Matt Ishbia, nonetheless. Um, They were in the finals that year against Milwaukee in 2021, and they've had good seasons the last few years. They lost um, to the Nuggets the other day in seven games. This is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I can't remember the exact names off the top of my head, but I think it goes back to, like, 2016, or something. The only two coaches that are still coaching uh, that have been in the NBA Finals are Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra. The rest of them have been fired from their respective teams. Why? It's the NBA. You don't do anything as a coach. You tell say who to go in. You manage a roster. It's not like you're drawing up X's and O's too often. It's not like you have to, you know, develop these guys really. You, it's it's simple. I don't know why these guys are getting fired. I get if a if a team goes like the Pistons. Um, Dwayne Casey stepped down in air quotations um, after three horrible seasons. I get that. Completely understand that. But These teams that have been to the finals, making long playoff runs, have really good seasons, then bounce out, bow out early in the playoffs. Yeah, if that happens three years in a row, sure, I get firing. But one season, come on. It's ridiculous. Um, No wonder why there's no accountability with young kids, Um, college football, college basketball, transfer portal. um, NBA's the same way. It's very reminiscent of um, EuroLeague soccer. I was told about this earlier, how they switch coaches like that all the time. They just, one bad season, you're gone. This isn't soccer. This isn't Europe. This is America. Um, And this is the NBA basketball. Stupid. Um, Just another reason why we don't like the NBA.
0: Yeah, I mean, what happened to, like, you know, you noted two coaches that have have won championships or been, in the finals, a decent amount over the last decade plus, because those programs, those teams, hung on to them. Um, it's it's ridiculous. The epidemic of firing. It's because everything's just overinflated in the win now, and you know, with free agency and the way things get paid, and it's it's stupid. And it's it's why fans don't care. Nobody has any loyalty to anything or anybody anymore. Um, for me. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about you know give a little pot shot to our least favorite probably and this is saying a lot least favorite Michigan player of all time in any sport Hunter Dickenson. This was sent to me from a friend or maybe Ryan maybe you sent it to me somebody sent this to me the other day. He posted on Instagram or was posted with a picture with his a quote picture of his ugly ass face with a quote the people hating on me would leave their jobs right now for ten thousand dollar increase. I got less than six figures a year at Michigan or at, at Michigan for the year. Cry me a freaking river. First of all, you're not there to get paid. I understand NIL. It's horse shit. We've talked about it a million times on this podcast. I'm not going to go into that again. But this right here is the problem with kids today. This is the problem with athletes today. Gimme, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. Oh, well, well, I didn't make six figures. Well, Dick, you didn't make six figures playing basketball, which you're doing for free and getting an education from a world-class university for free, getting other perks for free. And you talked about people like me who just turned 50, who've worked for 27 years of my life, you know, since college, and probably took me, boy, 18, 19, 20 years to make six figures? Now, granted, I started at a time when you know $20,000 was a starting salary, so it's a little bit relative, but okay, let's just say for the sake of discussion, I still don't make $200,000 a year, and that would probably be about equivalent if I started at the same time to what you're griping about. Not making, as a basketball player who probably gets his papers written for him, is getting a degree from somewhere, Michigan, Kansas, wherever it might be, I am so tired of this. And yeah, I'm going to take the pot shot at Dickinson because he's stupid enough to open his mouth. He's stupid enough to do stupid things like wearing a ski mask and a and make gun signals after the Michigan State shooting when they played at Wisconsin. You're an ass bag. And to complain that you didn't make enough money, this is what's wrong with college sports. And I'm this close to giving up on college sports, which means I'm going to have nothing but playing golf and watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because I am so tired of where we are in society today and it's all mimicked by these kids and it's the next generation up is going to be the same way and the next generation up is going to be worse I'm tired of it somebody fix it if you don't fix it I'm going to weasel my way into the system and I'm going to freaking fix it I'm going to blow it up and I'm going to fix it we're going to get rid of the ass bags like this and every other ass bag in this country and we're going to move them out to the middle of nowhere and we're going to rebuild this place from the ground up that's my piece
1: go off that's good um and agree more. Um, T up of the week. Speaking of idiots, we've talked about we talked about this idiot at at length uh, a little over a month ago. Um, yeah, we're talking about you, Ja Morant, NBA All Star, gun toting, gang banger, wannabe thug. Are you? You? You are. He is stupid. I mean, he's dumber than hell. Um, first and foremost, flashed a gun in his Instagram story a few months back. Got suspended. Whatever, there was a run-in said he showed a gun to a 14-year-old kid at some pickup game, whatever. Gets suspended for a few games, comes back, plays. This past weekend, he gets busted. He's on his Instagram Live, toting the gun again. And he's suspended indefinitely from the team. The NBA is suspending him. I, I hope they kick him out of the league. They should. They should be a, for should be a one year. guys are pin. getting
0: suspended for gambling... For seasons and or lifetimes, depending on the sport and who it was and how egregious, you want to knock this stuff off, you want to you know, take out the role models. Take out the the mouthpieces, the mouthy ass LeBron Jameses, and people will stop mimicking that. Take out the Brian Brittany Griners, and people will stop mimicking and protecting that. Take out the John Morants, and people will stop trying to be to that. If you cut off the, the snake at the head, guess what? The snake dies. So do something about it, NBA. This is why I have zero respect for you. This is why the NBA hasn't been squat since you started to let the softness of Jordan rules come on after the Pistons and the Celtics and the Lakers and the 76ers ruled basketball for about a dozen years and when it was at its prime. Like get rid of this guy. I don't care how good he is. I cut his contract. There's things in the contract that will allow you Memphis to get rid of him and And not pay a dime. Is he a phenomenal basketball player? Yep. At what cost? At the cost of future generations? At the cost of your your own team? Someone's life. Like, you know, this 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 is a similar to the argument that the anti gun people make about guns kill people, get rid of guns. No, no, no. It's assholes like John Morant that kill people, not guns. The gun is the weapon. The people are the killers. And people like John Morant in today's society, that's who who the anti-gun people should be going after, not the gun itself. The John Morant's of the world are the problem.
1: Yep. Mozzie Smith, same situation. Um, You let that stuff happen, let it bleed in, and it just continues. Um, Not good, but it's just preaching to the choir, um, beating dead horse. Um, All right, moving on. Par three. Uh, We'll do a little hodgepodge here quick. Talk about a few things in sports, and then we'll move on to two other fun topics. Um, this came out today. Big news. Um, let me find the um, the ta- the the headline was seven ACC teams um, talk about talk with conference about possible realignment, expansion, or exit. Uh oh, that's a big thing. Um, a lot of things in one. Yeah, thing. Um, and the teams are not small teams from. In college football, it's not a Cincinnati, it's not a UNLV. Oh no, it's uh, it's the ACC. Um, let me find the teams. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, this week's the, their spring meetings. They gathered. Um, let me find. Well, it. Let me
0: find the podcast from last year where I predicted two mega conferences: the SEC and the Big happen. Ten, with 48 teams each in the NFC, AFC style. And that's where we're going. I'm telling you, it, yeah. it might be 10 or 15 years, but that's where we're going to end up.
1: Yeah the the schools that um that that are griping Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, um, Boston College, Syracuse, Wake Forest. Uh, oh, yeah, those it's are the not big good. Words. Yeah, this is this is heading into uncharted waters again because of. Money and greed. Mm-hmm. Um, college sports will be ruined. It already is ruined, but this is just ruining it even more. Um, it's freaking ridiculous. Um, thought that was pretty hefty news this morning. Um, Keon Coleman. I saw something said that he that he might now come back to Michigan State. What? What? This guy's. Well, a I've clone. heard because
0: of the one the Grand Valley guy that ended up going somewhere he, Texas A and M. Yeah, he's a clown. So who knows? I don't know. I, look, if you're just testing and putting your toe in the – that tells me you don't want to be a part of the team. I'm sorry you're a freak athlete. I don't want you on my team. I, I just don't. I, I, a, he thinks he's I don't, above it. I don't want people on my team that put themselves in NIL and what's my draft status above playing on the team because that's what's wrong with college sports. I don't want that at my school. I'd rather have a seven and five team with no Keon Coleman's than a nine and three team with five Keon Coleman's.
1: Yeah. Um, another big news: Matt Ryan now the uh, now a CBS analyst for the NFL. Um, it's kind of funny. you can see that he'll do a good job of that. Um, he had a good long career in the NFL. The A's just reached a um, a deal to develop a new stadium in Las Vegas. That's pretty huge. All these teams move out of the mm-hmm. Bay Area. Um, down to 4 I'd move out <laughs> of Northern
0: California. I'd move out of all of California. No, California's yeah. a cesspool.
1: Yeah, it's not great. Um, and then in in other news, the playoffs for hockey, um, we're down to four. Like I said, we've got the Hurricanes um, and the uh, Florida Panthers. Eat seed, baby. Going for it. Let's go. I hope the Panthers get them. But Carolina's really good. And then out west, um, I think we have. What do we have?
0: Got to be Dallas, probably I think
1: right. It's Dallas and Seattle. No, <clears throat> let me see.
0: Dallas was playing. Okay, no, Dallas and,
1: and um Seattle are playing tonight. They have game seven, and then they they play the Knights. The winner plays the Vegas Knights. Um, so down to four. Exciting stuff. Playoff hockey. Uh, we love it. Hard to beat it. Michigan State, basketball-wise, um, Hogard and Aikens did not get invited to the Combine, which is either a really good thing or they were guaranteed that they're going to get picked. I would venture to guess that Hogard for sure will come back. Aikens is more on the fence, but I hope mm-hmm. I think he'll end up coming back in the end. Um, I got agree? one for you.
0: NBA. Um, I saw something just quickly on TikTok and Breeze Passer that had to do with LeBron, but basically... Uh, fixed question mark for the Lakers question mark big market question mark because of LeBron question mark fixed I don't know you go figure it out I hate the NBA anyway but I'm wondering about that here's one that kind of is flying under the radar on the national sports scene and it's disgusting it's I'm ashamed that people are brushing this under the rug so go back about a year um, I can't remember the guy's name now. He was a, drafted as a, in a sixth round, a punter from San Diego oh, State. Ariza. Matt Ariza, Ariza, Matt Ariza for the Bills. And oh, then, God. and then some. Yeah, he won the Ray Guy. He was, you know, it's rare for a punter to get drafted. Michigan State's Bryce Barentz got drafted this year in the fifth round, which is even better. But this guy gets drafted, and some story comes out that he was a part of a gang rape of an underage teenager. Horrible story. Of course, pay attention to it. Of course. But just like the media does with everything these days, everything woke, everything liberal, they immediately tried, convicted, and hung this guy out to dry. Gone from the bills. I mean, an outrage, a public outcry. How could you ever keep him? Like He was blacklisted. He was cut from the bills, lost a season of his career. It turns out he wasn't even there. This didn't happen at least with him involved unbelievable where are the national media where are you ESPN saying oh my gosh we are so sorry we rushed to judgment we tried convicted and 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 hung this guy without all the facts without knowing whatever happened to due process whatever happened to your rights in this country to a fair trial nope not anymore not with the media and what pisses me off even more than the fact that they did it, because it was yeah, attention grabbing and disgusting, is nobody bothered to apologize for the fact that they effed it up and screwed this guy out of a year of his life, his reputation, etc. Imagine this guy at the at the bar trying to pick up a girl. What's your name? Oh, you were part of a gang rape. No thanks. Imagine this guy trying to get a job with another NFL team. Mm, I don't know, you got kicked off the bills. They were pretty quick. They must have known something. This guy's life is ruined because of the media. Just like our lives were ruined three years ago because of the media with all the COVID BS. I am just disgusted that nobody except for the more conservative sports outlets have have raised their hand to say, oh my gosh, we messed this up. Not one person has apologized publicly. Not one. And yet the outrage was palpable when this supposedly happened. It's sick. It's disgusting. What, again, in the hell is wrong with people in this world, in this country, in our media? It's just, it's despicable. It's despicable. And I, I hope that this guy can land back on his feet, that somebody will give him a chance. If he's that talented and he can get his life put back together. Because at 23, 24 years old, somebody Ryan's age, they don't deserve that. Same don't thing, deserve it.
1: Same thing happened to that Sean Oatman And
0: guy yet, you know, a John Morant. He can get away with what he got away with several times. Ray Rice can beat his girlfriend in an elevator, and he'd be back in the league. Um, you know, What's his nuts? Former running back from Ohio State for the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott. Zekiel Elliott. Hill, I mean, Adrian the list goes on and kill. on. And and we're gonna we're gonna hang out the gamblers to dry who aren't even gambling on their own sport um, or their own team, uh, but we're gonna hang these guys uh, like you know, Matt Areza who didn't do anything wrong. Uh, we're going to hang, we're going to hang out the dry. Um, you know, the people who, uh, again, don't do anything wrong, but we're going to let the guys go that do the the bad stuff. I, I, am just, I, I don't even have the words to say. I'm like, I'm almost speechless, which is sh- a shocker for me. It's just, it's absolutely, it's insane. It's completely it's a, it insane. It
1: is. It's horrible. Um, yeah. Same thing happened with that Sean Oakman guy from yeah. Baylor. Yep, yep. He going to be a great NFL mm-hmm. player, six foot seven. Yeah, there was a baseball
0: player in similar, similar shakes. And I get it. Like, right? Do your due process. Do your due justice. Maybe suspend the guy while you're doing a, a, an investigation. Or you kind of keep it quiet, but like teams need to do a better job of protecting these guys too because you're assuming he's guilty too. I hope he sues everybody that was involved. I hope he sues the Bills. I hope he sues the NFL. I hope he sues the media. I hope he sues ESPN and puts him out of business. I hope he sues the people who accused him wrongly. Uh, That's the only way that it's going to hit back is when you hit them back in the wallet. Sad, Sad but true. Yeah,
1: very sad but true. All right. Shot shot. shot number two, Mount Rushmore. All right, a good one from
0: Chris, uh, Mount Rushmore, a two-parter, a different two-parter for us. So Chris says uh, he wants my Perlis era and my Heathcote era Mount Rushmores, and he wants Ryan's Izzo era and D'Antonio era Mount Rushmore. So no crossover. So let's take football first, Ryan, from my Mount Rushmore. Best four players. Now, I didn't necessarily follow all of them. I mean, you're talking 83 is when Perlis first started, so I was 10 years old. Uh, I know a lot more about Michigan State from about age 16 on. But we'll just say, for me, um, I got to go with, for sure, Percy Snow. um, Just a freak tackling machine. I've got to go with goes. Lorenzo White. Um, yes, he carried the ball 700 times a game, but was dude was just a stud. He was a workhorse. He could break the long ones. He could get the three yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, the joke used to be Lorenzo left, Lorenzo right, Lorenzo up the middle. Either punt or that was first down, right? Um, captain agrees. So Lorenzo White right up there, too. He's also in the rafters. Uh, another one that i got to go for in the Perlis era. I'm going to go with uh, another electric running back Blake Ezor. Um, played with Lorenzo. Seven yeah for a little bit of overlap. Seven touchdowns in a game against Northwestern. Uh, you know it's too bad that he was a shoplift professional shoplifter and among other <laughs> among other things, but uh, out of Vegas, just another phenomenal running back, had a great season. And really, 1989 is, I think, the season that I, that really stands out to me, that he really, really went off. And I think for my fourth one, I mean, there, there are just a lot of good, just solid players in the Perlis era. But here's one that had a really good career in the NFL, Um, and had he played in today's era, probably would have all of Michigan State's receiving records, and that's Andre Risen. Uh, I mean, the guy was an absolute freak with a team that threw it about 10 times a game. I mean, he'd go up and get eight of them for 100-and-some yards. He had an amazing catch-off, a jump pass, I think it was, uh, in the Rose Bowl. Uh, He had a 200-plus-yard game in the Gator Bowl against Georgia, and I believe it was like eighty-eight, eighty-nine 89 era right around in there. Um, but those are my four uh, Perlis-era guys for sure.
1: Nice. Yeah, those are all – who he played for in the NFL, the Ravens maybe? He
0: played for – no, Ryzen, he played for a few. He played Falcons. for the Falcons. Um, he, yeah, he played for a, a handful of teams, but, yeah, he was he had a solid NFL career too. Let's see who he played for. Might have played for the Browns.
1: He was in jail, wasn't he?
0: Um, yeah, he was married to one of the salt and pepper. chicks.
1: Colts, Falcons, Browns, Jags, Packers – Oh, yeah, the Chiefs Packers, that's right. Raiders. Played yep. for a lot of teams. Yeah, played won for a lot Super of teams. the Super Bowl with the Packers. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. The year, uh, the one year Rodgers won. Or was it with Favre? That's right, Favre, Favre. That's right.
1: Yep. All right. Um, the Antonio era. Yep, you um, go. Man, I, th- this is tough. Um, but I came with four. Kirk Cousins. Um, kind of the... Uh, Still probably my all-time favorite The Spartan. rock... Just the, the foundation of kickstarting the the glory years of the of the Antonio era. Um, lowly recruited guy, mm-hmm. um, three year captain, three year starter, um, beloved by his teammates. Great person. Th- against Michigan. Yep. Did the did the speech at the uh, Big Ten media day for all student athletes. Um, just a stand up guy, great man. Um, Still have a
0: handwritten thank you note from him. He's, he just, in my and he's a really good
1: quarterback. He's a winner. Um, mm-hmm. And he's done really well for himself in the NFL. Um, opposite kind of human being, but he, what was he, 35 and 4 as a starter? Connor Cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude could winner. game. He could winner. win. He could win. He was a jerk, um, mm-hmm. never was a captain. Um, Three he was years draft starter. Day Bo, yeah, was Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan. Never bro. amounted to anything in the NFL, but good lord, he could win and he could make big time plays. He would have that one play where you want to have it back, throw an interception, and then he'd come down and just game. Part of um, the most
0: successful three year
1: era in Michigan State yeah, history. He, I mean, 13 and 1, 11 and 2, 12 and whatever. Three 12, or whatever and two. 12 and 2. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable winner. Um, the last two were harder for me, um, but I, Le'Veon Bell um, has got to be on there for me. Um, three-year starter, um, got better as time went on. Really good Another receiving back. Um, yeah, lowly recruited his senior, his junior. I'm sorry, he was an absolute workhorse. He had like almost 1,800 yards rushing, almost 20 touchdowns. Um, got the ball a ton. Um, he's a beast, hurdling machine, truck people, stiff arm. He was he was that offense that year in 2012, um, and then my last one. I wanted to do a defensive guy. I had it between two, but I picked another guy that was kind of the cornerstone of the Michigan State early defenses under Antonio. Rack 100 plus tackles with ease. Greg Jones, um, very underrated, another under recruited guy. Mm-hmm. Um, loved Greg Jones. He was he epitomized Michigan State football. My honorable mentions. If anyone's wondering, was Javon Ringer? He's only there for two years under D'Antonio, but still um, amazing player. Then the other guy I had it down to with Jones was Shalit Calhoun, three-year beast. Um, and then I had Darquez Denard and B.J. Cunningham also in my honorable mention. A lot of good ones um, in D'Antonio. Yeah, lots of good ones.
0: I didn't even think through a honorable mention, but you know, a lot of good players at Michigan State, too. Um, you know, under Perlis even back in the day. A lot of NFL caliber guys, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe more NFL caliber guys than Michigan State had overall success. But, you know, great eras for sure. All right, so let's go to the basketball part of that question. Heath and Izzo, uh, both a long extended period um, as head coach. Obviously, Izzo's been there a little bit longer now. Um, An obvious one, you know, for sure. Magic Johnson, first national championship for the program. Still... You know, when people think about Michigan State, in general, they think about Magic Johnson. Yep. Um, just an ambassador for the university, a phenomenal guy, um, and an amazing basketball player, both in the college and in the pros. Um, i got to go with Scott Skiles. I watched this kid when I was a kid in Plymouth, Indiana. You know, Judd went to go look at him, and he's like, what? Who am I looking at? And then he went off, like won the state championship in Little Plymouth, sure, like, Indiana. He, he or something. Um, just... If they had the three point line all three, he they had it just his senior year. If they had it all four years, he would have probably he would probably be the leading scorer in all time history at Michigan State. I mean, the the dude said still has the NBA record for most assists in a game at thirty two. I remember watching that game; like I, he could drop dimes, he could talk trash with the best of them, and he's just kind of a quasi pudgy six one white guy. Like got into all kinds of trouble off the off the coke. court, for coke and DUI and whatever else. Dude could shoot. Dude could pass. I mean, he had a long NBA career. He coached in the NBA. He had the fire. He's definitely on my Heathcote Mount Rushmore. Then I'm going to move on to Steve Smith, probably the finest gentleman associated with Michigan State athletics, period, across the board. Uh, another phenomenal scorer. Another in the vein of magic, a uh, you know a tall point guard, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, um, Not really all that highly recruited. Kind of a skinny, gangly guy that just ended up being a machine. Um, really so was kind unreal. of the resurgence of Michigan State basketball when they won the Big Ten in, in 90. You know, got screwed that year uh, in the Sweet 16 uh, against Georgia Tech. Probably would have been a Final Four team that year. Um, S- Smitty, all the things he's done off the court as well. And then for my fourth one, I'm going to go with Steve Paul. I mean, um, <laughs> No, sorry, Polo, no offense, but I'm going to go with Sean Respert. Uh, he was a redshirt freshman my freshman year, so I got to watch him all four years. Still hard pressed to find a sweeter shooter than Respert. Once uh, 31, 32, 33 points and a half against Michigan to win at Chrysler. Uh, dude just was a gamer another guy you know kind of like in the in the days there that flew under the radar a little bit you know when when Michigan players were getting paid to go to Michigan before NIL was a thing and you know Izzo and Heathcote were losing out on these recruits it was the guys like Smitty who was good obviously had a great NBA career but you know nobody was paying to come there Uh, and Respert who's same thing those are the guys that took Michigan State to, to new places and and Sean Respert was just you know another upstanding guy too and got drafted I think seventh in the NBA draft that year and then ended up having stomach cancer um, and now I think he's like a director of basketball ops or something like that he's yeah, he's, he's still he in the game, stuff
1: with the game stuff. you know
0: phenomenal guys so those are my four nice Heathcote guys
1: could have gone Kelser, Jay Vincent long yeah guys. I could have gone long, you know
0: I but you
1: know those there's four, a lot of guys there's a lot of really good players yeah. unbelievable Kevin Willis. He played the NBA for a long time. Yeah. Hawks, right? Yep. Among others. Yep, mostly the Hawks. Um, All right, Izzo era. Um, Well, you have to start with Mateen Cleaves, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, The Magic Johnson of his era for Michigan State. Leader, national title. Um, Great player. Um, Actually a really super nice guy. Um, Didn't really amount to much in the NBA. He was kind of hurt.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, old oh, oh boy, Cherry used to tell me that had he not, you know, been in that rollover accident where it would kind of blew the lid on Michigan or off of Michigan's cheating scandal and broke his back. He's like, he was one of the best athletes that you'd ever see. Like yeah, he, he could was, throw down two handed and whatever else. And then like, he still ended up having an obviously a phenomenal career, but you think about that back injury, you know, and what yeah, a bad he back. would have stayed him.
1: four years though. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, right? he probably could have, he was Told me that he was thinking about playing college football as well, being a quarterback. Yeah, he was. So,
0: I remember Florida State really wanted him to play yep, quarterback. Right, Bobby Charlie Bowden. Warden. Yep.
1: Yeah, Charlie Ward played in the NBA mm-hmm. and the NFL, so pretty cool. Um, but second, um, cash, cash money. Um, He's robbed name, out of a chance. His to win the number title. deserves to be in the rafters. I don't care um, what anyone says. His number deserves Special to be player. up there. Russell not a great athlete in the least bit. Just a really, really good basketball player. Savvy. Just his IQ is through the him. roof. Um, cold-blooded. Angles. Yeah, just unbelievable. Great passer. All-time assist leader in Michigan State Big Ten history. Probably could have shattered. He could have probably gotten close to the getting to the top ten, top five all-time in NCAA record if he had been able to play. Um, probably, I mean, if you think about it, a maximum probably of seven been, more games. Yeah, it could have been seven or more um, games. Yeah, probably. I'd say probably at least four more. Um, so he could have made some some big noise. But nonetheless, great player, um, and he's doing well over in uh, Germany right now. He's killing it uh, at the highest level over there. The other two were hard. I get hard ish, but I, I I I gotta go Denzel. Um, another just. <laughs> Really, really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Just got better. as his career went on mentioned His senior very special. Um, first team All-American. Won a lot of awards. Um, he was so good. Could shoot it. Really good passer. Really good rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple-double guy. Yeah, just... He, he stuffed the stat sheet. He, he, he's just fun, fun to watch. Clutch jumpers. Tough jumpers. That little running push floater that he had. That was lethal... Um, the king of the no-look pass. Uh, just so good. Um, last one, my boy, Dancing Bear, Draymond Green. Um, another guy that epitomizes Michigan State basketball. Um, chubby guy, didn't play ton as a freshman, started playing really well as a sophomore, was really good as a junior, then as a senior, broke out. Um, became a... NBA pick, and he makes a hell of a lot of money in the NBA um, playing for the Warriors. So, And his numbers retired, but unbelievable. Lowly recruit. I mean, he's like a four star. Was, he was going to maybe go to Kentucky, right, with Tubby. With tubby, yeah. Um, and then Tubby went to Minnesota. Um, honorable mention. Um, Charlie Bell obviously could be in there. Mo Pete. Um, Kalen Lucas. Um, really good. And then mm-hmm. I, a guy that I always say is severely underrated, top 10 all-time points, Paul Davis. Uh, yeah. Big he's big like team. one of the first guys I remember watching when I was little. Um, really, really good Could score, player. could rebound, yeah. Yeah, big really fella. Player. Big fella. All right, that's second shot.
0: Yeah, second shot. All right. Quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30-plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right. Third All
1: right. and final Third shot, shot, shot of par three. It's golf time. We um, can talk real quick about... The Bluffs uh, played there um, this past weekend. Thank you, Mona, for a wonderful Christmas gift. Uh, that was so Another fun. Another
0: beautiful May day up there. I mean, it was crappy. It was rainy here, and it was like pushing 80 up there. A little bit of hazy sun. A little wind this year. Probably the most wind that I can remember. Yeah, but it was pretty just, windy. Uh, the only bad thing was I came home with three ticks on me. I've never had ticks on me in my life. but And that was not even with the dune grass being all that tall, but it was... Uh, yeah, I mean that course is just like if you haven't played there, just suck it up and spend the money. I mean, you can go at this time of the year; it's 170 bucks for 18. You can easily play. You know, I mean, I'm sure their tee times start probably around seven, and they go. You know, you can go pretty late. You can probably really on a clearish it's day. It's far west. It's far west, it's a little bit north. I mean, you can you can finish probably a little bit after nine. Yeah, probably. You know, if it's a clear day, if it's cloudy I mean, day, maybe that. not so much. We but... did the
1: first time that we played there and it was mid October at like eight thirty. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, so it was it's just it's 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 the course in Michigan. There's a lot of we're blessed with a lot of great courses in Michigan. I mean, for really good dunes, public
1: and some really good. You know, courses
0: sure. around West Michigan, I don't know the east side of the state as much, but there's there's just courses everywhere. But I'm telling you, there is nothing like this. It is as close as we're gonna get uh, to Pebble Beach, of course, you can see the water and the views from just about all but like two or three holes. I mean, you're going towards or near the water all over the golf course. Um, pictures galore. And here's the thing: is like it was almost a five-hour round that felt like about a three-hour round. It's like right. It's such an unrushed round of golf. You don't even realize that it's taking that long because the pace is fine. You're not waiting for anybody. You're you're moving along you're playing at just a totally fine pace um, but it's like you are also enjoying every second of it so you're soaking up the you know soaking it all up you know we got paired with a, a nice father older father son um, you know because you're gonna their t- sheet is jammed and we had a great time it was their first time so we could kind of get a little bit of tutelage around the course you know for Sam it was a good chance. Uh, to experience a five putt at the end, I told him a couple times how I'd five putted a couple holes the first time I played, and then he got to experience it on the 18th hole. Yeah. Which that's the thing that'll get you coming back. Like I gotta conquer that. So just, just it's it's just Secondary if you haven't up. played, go. It, it really, I mean, it's like I've we had the blessing of playing Harbour Town a couple years ago. Like I would really argue that from one to 18, this is honestly better. I mean, you know, do the pros play there? No, but it's just, it's, it's just spectacular. But the pros it, it don't really play the number
1: one course in America either at Pine Valley. So Right.
0: True. True that. True that.
1: Pretty unbelievable. And it's not even things. as it's
0: like half the price of Whistling Straits and,
1: you know, right. you've heard, heard it's
0: just, all right, got to travel all the way around the lake for that. So,
1: yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. So that was, that was awesome. Next week um, in Hilden will be playing Atlantic Dunes. Um Newly, completely renovated in 2016, I believe, by Davis Love III, PGA Championship winner from the 90s. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, we'll review that um, next time that we chat with you yeah, a guys. a couple weeks, yeah. Um, well, real quick, getting to the nitty gritty of golf, we'll talk real quick at t Byron Nelson this weekend. Jason Day, first win in five years. Good for him. Um, he's gone through a lot. And, yeah, he said he almost quit. He's um, back. Back vertigo, really bad allergies. He's tough, sob man. He's been playing well this Over year world too. world number one, mm-hmm. um, he won the PJ at Whistling actually in 2015. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. He, he has played well this season. Um, he deserved that, um, and that was his first win actually 12 years ago or 13 years ago. I'm sorry, he won. 18t um, Byron Nelson as his first um, career win. Um, which is cool. Um, Scotty played well again. Shocking. Um, he's a juggernaut. Um, but yeah, it's it's PGA championship week. We go to Oak Hill. Um, I touched on that a little bit earlier, but it was uh, restored um, in 2019 2020. Um, kind of took some trees out, redid some of the bunkers, green complexes, rerouted a little bit to make it more like the first. Um, like it was the first time it was played, um, Donald Ross design. Was- Which
0: begs the question, why do they F with these courses to begin with? If you've got a brilliant course, like I get it, sometimes trees grow up and they, you know, over the course of 50, 60, 70 years and, and they kind of get the way or they, you know, they mess with the ag- agronomy and whatever else. But like generally speaking, why are you messing with greens complexes on a Donald Ross course? <laughs> yeah. Why are you, I okay, I, I know why because the members are like, Oh man, we pay so much money, and this course is so hard. But you know what? You don't need to shoot a seventy-two. People, suck it up, live your eighty-five, and just play at a, an incredible course. A, like I, I don't understand how any of these world-class courses have to go under these restorations. Like they shouldn't need to be restored. They should never be changed from what they are. Like except no. what made them great to begin with. And it's just such the you know I got to keep up with the Joneses and get you know get my get my new members and whatever else. No, 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 Don't change that stuff. Like that would be like, you know, Egypt Valley's not in that stratosphere, but that's like going to Egypt Valley and wiping out all the valley and making it flat. Like why would, and then restoring it back. Why, why would you do that? I mean, that's in essence what they did. And even like a Blythe Field where we were members, they recently restored the green complexes there a little bit where, you know, the way that it was originally intended with severe runoffs and stuff and, you know, spit the ball away if you didn't, hit your spots, like, uh, why ever go away from that? I mean, again, it's rhetorical. Yeah. I know why, because members complain about it and then they change it, but, like, why? Why? Save yourself a lot of money. Save yourself a lot of, you know, for the climate change tree huggers. Save your save yourself a lot of that strife and then just keep right. building the course and, and playing the course and perfecting the course
1: how it was originally laid out. Right. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, uh, well... Oak Hill, it's a beautiful property. Weather's looking interesting this week. There, um,
0: JT I saw today was complaining about it. He's like, Didn't it just snow here three weeks ago? And they were giving him a hard time about no man, we haven't had that much snow. It was like three and a half weeks ago, they had like a slush storm, basically. He's That's like, crazy. I don't know, Rochester, New York, upstate New York, in May. It's kind of a little dicey. It's like That's us playing, right, it's like us playing at Arcadia you know on May 12th like or May 13th you're like okay it could be 40 or it could be 80 like wh- the lake, what's near it, the lake so what's it going to be like i you know yeah, so I, mean, I, I i get it
1: i mean the- I, they can't complain. It says Thursday... That's Se- what happened
0: when you moved the PGA, though, out of August, right? In August, you had a lot of places, in, and in the south, it was too damn hot. So, like, right. you kind of cut some of the northern courses Well, no, I can see
1: why they might be... I mean, it says Thursday, 61 and sunny. Friday, 78 and sunny. Saturday, um, chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 70, 60% chance. Sunday, chance of showers, high near 68. That's not bad at all. That's not hard. No. It that was last hard. year in, in Tulsa, it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, it was really
1: hot, and then it was weird, really cold. Yeah. Weird weather. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the PGA here. So last year, like you said JT won um, in a playoff over Mr. Zalatoris, who's not playing the rest of the season because he's, he's injured. Um, and then you had the old boy that left for the live tour, that yep, Mito, Mito totally that choked guy. on the 18th hole. That guy. Blew that tournament. Pretty good list, though. Obviously, the PGA professionals are playing in it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, some guys um, get get the chance to play in a major. Um, that's pretty damn cool. Um, I think there's eight, 17 or eighteen live guys. I'd say two or three of them have a fighting chance. The rest of them, I don't think. But I also said that in, about the Masters, and F- Phil came in second place. Um, I don't think he's going to do that again, but you never know. Um, just going through some notable names here in this. Um, in the, in the field, Abraham answered. We talked about him the last couple years a lot. We thought he was really good. He's been god-awful on the Live Tour. Ever since he switched to that hellhole, he's been terrible. And he was doing really well on the PGA Tour. Um, he's been finishing toward the bottom of most Live events. His form is terrible. I don't think he has a chance at winning. Um, that's a guy that was a former top 15 in the world player. Um, not great. Keegan Bradley, former winner. He's a guy I'd put value on. He's plus nine thousand to win. Potential dark horse. He's mm-hmm. in a pretty good playing 20, pretty good, yes. Yeah. Sure. Pretty good twenty twenty three. Um he won one back in the fall. Sam Burns, I like his game. Um, but he's never done anything in a major of use. Um, so I don't know if he can do it. Patrick Cantlay, our best buddy, Mr. Slowpoke, Joey Joey Lecavas is his caddy now. Um Is this where he finally breaks through and gets the major? No. No. No, Patrick. We're not dealing with you. Wyndham Clark, another guy. I picked him to win a couple weeks ago at Wells Fargo, and he won it. I think he's a dark horse. Could do really well. Um, And this one, Jason Day, he's back. Um, I think he could have a good chance of winning. Bryson. um, Skinny Bryson again. I don't think he's going to win unless he somehow just hits the... Makes all his putts, which he hasn't been lately. Here's English. Another guy I think is a good value pick. Um, he's been playing well this season. Tony Finau. Um, what do you think about him? you think he's got a chance this week? Yeah, I do.
0: I'm, yeah, we won't get into picks yet, but yeah, I, like I definitely
1: him. I do. I like him. Fitzpatrick. I think he's got a real chance. Tommy Fleetwood. I I think he's a dark horse, but he's never done anything. He's never won on tour, so who knows? Ricky. um this could, could this be the one where he finally breaks through and gets his first major? Maybe. He's been really good this season. Um, I'm happy for him. Um, he's a good man. We'll see. Um, more notables. Um, Homa. Um, I think he's going to do well. Um, don't know if he'll win. I think he has a better chance at L.A. Country Club where he just shreds. Um, Victor Hovland, no. I don't. I don't like him. I don't like A lot like of guys in
0: Golf Magazine like him.
1: I don't think he's very... Uh, he's Plus good. Plus 2,500 I don't, or so. I, he had a choke in majors. He's not going to do anything. And I saw a video of him yesterday. He's fat. There's a video of him at the airport. He looks like he like wobbles. He's a big boy. I thought he was some skinny little little guy. Sung J M. could he be a potential dark horse? Yeah. Um, this He's a really good iron player, so why not? Dustin Johnson just won the Live event the other day don't let him get hot because when he gets hot he's hard to beat mm-hmm. um, but he hasn't won really that was his first win since 2021 I think <clears throat> excuse me um, other guys Tom Kim I um, think he can do well I like his game a lot Brooks Kepka I, yes I, I believe in him again after his Masters performance I think this kind of course fits his game really well um, we'll see though um Shane Lowry, the weather turns bad and it rains, watch out. He's really good in that from being a an Irishman. Um can Rory speaking of Irishman, can Rory get off the snide and put together a nice he's had week. A rough year. He's he's not been very good um in twenty twenty three. He had a win in, at the C J Cup in twenty twenty two in the fall season, um but hasn't done much since. He's played pretty poorly. Um Phil, I don't think he's going to do well. Um, he's going to miss the cut, to be honest with you. I think he, after his antics on Twitter recently, um, no. Morikawa, um, I keep seeing his name thrown in there.
0: I don't. played that well this year. I just though. don't
1: think he's very good. He had he had the he won, you know, the COVID PGA. Yeah, he played really well, played out of his mind. Then he won the the Open by he is, his putter on fire, but the two times he's won his putter but has been on fire. Otherwise he's horrible. Um, if it gets hot, can he play? Well, yeah, he's the best, probably the best ball striker in golf. Um, but I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to make the cut to be honest with you. Um, other notables talk about Rom, uh, he's like plus 700 to win lowest odds, or I'm sorry, highest odds dudes. He's a beast. Um, top 10 waiting to happen in, in this event, to be honest with you. Um, flat out stud. Hopefully Patrick Reed chokes on his own spit. Um, Scotty Scheffler, another guy that I think's going to play really well um, this week. Played well this season. He's got two wins already. One out of the third and second major. Adam Scott, big time dark horse. He's played really well this the last month. Um, hasn't played... Particularly well in majors and since winning really in 2013 at Augusta, um, but I think he's he's due for a good week. Um, I could see it. Um, this kind of course fits what he likes to do hit irons. Uh, Cam Smith played really well at the live event the other day. Um, I think he can contend, he's probably the best putter in golf right now. Um, could see that. Um, Spieth, we don't know what we're going to get. If we're, if he's healthy, if he's not hurting, I think he can contend, but I don't know if he is healthy um, with that wrist injury. I hope he is. I want to see him get the Grand Slam, but who knows. Um, he's a roller coaster no matter what, so time shall only tell. Sahith Tagala, Dark Horse, I want to see him win. That would be awesome. Um, JT, he's been pretty bad since last year winning. I think he's only had two top 10 since then, since winning the PGA last year. I think he's due for a big week. Um, he's a good man. Um, and then Cam Young, um, he's from New York, so, it's a little homecoming for him. But if you haven't seen this course, um, Oak Hill, look, look it up on YouTube, Google it, whatever. Gorgeous property. The rough is super thick. Um, very hilly actually. um, Pretty fun. Some stream, some water on that course, deep bunkers. Um, looks like a butte. Uh, let's just get to our, I guess, get to our picks here. Um, all right, foursome um, for major as always. Um, I told you I was going to pick the winner in the score like I did with Grom back at the 2021 U.S. Open. I picked the exact score that he was going to shoot, I hope I can do that again. Who you got for your four? I got Xander, mm.
0: Ricky, okay, Brooksie, and Tony.
1: Okay, I like it. I I, I like. Um, I think the
0: thing about the PGA is it minus Brooks out of this list. It's a it's a tournament that kind of a journeyman type of thing. You know, player can win like somebody who maybe doesn't isn't equipped to win a U.S. Open or you know can't. In the game doesn't travel over to the Open, you know, and Masters is just in a league of its own. I, I think PGA courses are just a little, they're a little different, certainly than U.S. Open setups, and you often see, not that it's, it's always kind of the one-shot guys, but it's kind of the, the place where a lot of the single major champions, I feel like, get that yes. single major. Yep, I agree. You know, the Davis Love types and, yep. you know, the... What's his name? Some of those other,
1: who's our boy that's on, uh, Azinger.
0: right? Zinger, you know some guy guys like that. Um, I I feel like that's why I like any of these guys. Obviously, Brooks has won it twice, but you know I think any of them have the game to do it. Uh, you know, Ricky's been playing quietly better and better. I I still think even though he's in his mid, almost mid thirties now, he's due, um, and so is Xander. He's due for a breakthrough because he's too good of a player not to win a major.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, he's been knocking on the door for a while. My four, Justin Thomas. I think he's going to play really well. Cam Young, homecoming. He's played well in majors in the past. Mr. Fitzpatrick, he loves hard conditions. Um, and if it's the rough stick, all this stuff, I think he's going to do well. And Mr. Brooks Kepka, who I believe will win this thing by with a score of 10 under par. Um, that's my bet. Sticking to it. I think he's going to have a huge week. Um
0: wouldn't surprise me to see Rom or Shuffler, but it's like they're they're too weekend obvious. Weekend like. it is. It feels like it's too obvious. So if like if this was the US Open, it might be a little different story for me. Um but PGA again, I think there's some wild cards that come into play in the PGA. I
1: agree. I think there's gonna be some some interesting and there always are. I mean, like last year, Mio Pereira, no one knew who the hell that he that weirdo right. was. Um going into that and and he now he's on Lib, so it doesn't matter, but Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll see um, how how things go. Thursday, the games begin. Um, Looking forward to watching that um, this week. All right. Time for a sprint. Saw this on Golf Digest. They always have fun what ifs or what would you rather do golf questions. Um, So I stole this from them. Uh, Would you rather beat a tour pro but then not win a round for another three years or beat your best friend or your your guy that you play with every single time. Beat a pro and never
0: play again for the real No,
1: beat a tour pro but in, in a round of golf but never win another round for the next three years. Oh, well, I would if beat a losing. PGA
0: pro because that means I probably shot like a 70, which would be a career, a career
1: best. So you'd rather do that? Yeah. I'd rather win every time. I, I already won. win. I I hate, every, I'm I getting hate. tired of winning every time. I win every time against I you. Hate, so. I hate losing. I'm
0: like 37 and two the last two and a half years against you. So well,
1: I'll take steroids. Yeah. So. I need to
0: play a pro and and shoot a 70.
1: Uh, I already kind of touched on this, but you think it'll be higher or lower scoring at Oak Hill this week?
0: Uh, I think that 10 12 is probably a pretty good number. I mean, the rough is. Yeah, that's what I am thinking. The rough, is, rough is pretty damn thick. and you know, especially around the traps and things like that. I think you know, um, I am sure the length is ungodly, but the length doesn't matter those it's guys anymore. Bad. So there is only two par it's, fives, it's, obviously. Yeah, uh, so I, I uh, yeah, I think I could see 10-12 right that's around there. Ten. Mm-hmm. Lot,
1: the last time it was played there. Duffner won it at ten under, and that was a course record. Um, so, and the I, course I, should be harder than yes, right? yes, absolutely um i saw saw this earlier too best fast food chicken sandwich
0: oh i still never had the popeye's spicy one but i'll catch it that's I've really good both uh best fast i mean it's really hard to argue with chick-fil-a because yeah. that's what they do yeah. um they're kind yeah. of in a league of their own so i'm going to put them to the side that seems like a no-brainer so out of like The burger joint chicken places, because they don't do chicken regularly, Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's. Wendy's spicy chicken. I'll say
1: Chick-fil-A, but a very very good Dark Horse Shake Shack fried chicken sandwich, pretty damn good. I'll tell you who's
0: uh, who also has a good spicy chicken sandwich is actually Burger King.
1: I've never had that, and I've never had a McChicken either. That's a McBeak.
0: You don't want that. It's like basically a bunch of chicken nuggets molded together. Gross.
1: Last one. Which conference will be the will be the first? Which, which I should say, which major conference will be the first to cease to exist? Pac twelve. That's what I said as well. Pac, I think it's going down.
0: Pac twelve or ACC. One of the, those two. Those are your first two choices. I think the Big Twelve kind of bolstered itself and has enough. Like I think what they'll do is just kind of become a mid, almost like a mid major. Yeah. But I think the Pac-12, I, I think a lot of that's going to probably get absorbed to the Big Ten. Um, and I think the ACC is going to get absorbed to the SEC. Yeah,
1: probably a lot of it. Maybe the Big Ten will grab like a Syracuse mm-hmm. or Boston College, or something like that. Who yeah. knows? Uncharted waters that we don't want to be in, um, but we have to be because greed um, and stupidity. rules. The per usual. All right, that's 124 of these bad boys. Appreciate you guys listening to the pod. Leave us a comment. Like it. Um, tell us we suck. I don't care. you got two
0: weeks to give us some ideas yeah, for talking about let, let us about. know
1: what you want us to hear. Um, let us know who you're picking for the PGA this week. We'd love to hear that. Um, if, you have any, if you have any good sneaky bets or anything like that, um, we're always game for that. But appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Um, don't don't get too sad with uh, not hearing our voices next week. Wink, wink.
0: In the meantime, as Roy 10 Cup McAvoy once said, I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you.